morning everyone. Welcome back to Sew Organised Style Podcast. I'm Maria Theoharis or Velo Sews and today is Sew Over 50 Thursday with Karen Dolan or Interstitches. Sew Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Hi Maria. How are you Karen? I'm good. That is a long, long way to connect, doesn't it? Over a lot of miles. (laughs) Amazing. How many miles? Nice to talk to you in person. Same here. Look, thank you so much for your time today. I'm really pleased that you could give me the time. And also, it's for So Over 50. And you've been one of many who have done so much for So Over 50. Well, I absolutely love that community. And I've met so many people through it. They've become my friends. And I love to be supportive. And you are. And when I uh, checked with Judith... She contacted you and I'm just so pleased that Judith, Sandy and Susan started this, I think almost two years ago now. I would love to go back and remember the number of followers there were when I very first joined because it couldn't have been, I mean, I'm in the Instagram world for some people, I'd be more on the newer side, Mm -hmm. maybe like three or four years. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, hey, I'm over 50. I can join that. (laughs) Like way over 50. (laughs) Established in 50. (laughs) Established. So with Sober 50, did you start following them when they first started or did it take you a while to find them? That's what I'd be interested to remember. I I really don't think there were that many people that were already involved. Mm. I I mean, because I think I remember seeing them come to their, hey, we have 2,000 followers. Hey, we have 5,000 followers, 10, 20. Yeah, they're at 20 now, (laughs) which is amazing. I know. I know. It's just awesome. People just keep finding the group or aging in (laughs) um, whatever they choose. It's a great platform and they do so much work. It just blows me away what an effort it is because I've been a guest editor before and that's a lot of work. I went a little to the extreme by, with writing. I, I was a little too enthusiastic. It had to turn into two different posts and even then she couldn't squeeze everything in. But just answering everybody and uh, you know responding, which I always like to do. If people take the time to look at something that I've made and are kind enough to reply, I always like to reply back and answer questions if they have them. So for them to go through the effort that they do on every single day, on every single post, just incredible. And I've direct messaged with all of them. They're just wonderful women, and I'm proud to be their sewing friends. Yeah, that's a lot of what it is. It's friendships, and they do all of this in their own time. I know. And you did it within your own time as well, 
because in your real life you work what 70 hours a week 50 hours a lot no, <laughs> not 70 but 50 to 50 could be 60 i'm sure there's times when it's been 70 and this year in particular this particular season over these last few months has been pretty intense because with the covid and people working from home i'm in the commercial mortgage banking industry I wasn't always in that, but I've been in that for 25 years. And that's a kind of a crazy industry right now. So plus getting our whole team working virtually, I'm sort of the head of IT. I'm the head of accounting. I'm the head of HR. We have a fairly small company, but I manage a lot of things. Plus I'm the loan servicing manager. So I have a lot of responsibility and getting everyone set up with phone system that could work from virtually has been a lot of extra work. So it's hard to squeeze in all the sewing that yeah. I'd like to be doing right now. The change that had to happen from working in an office to working from home, that was pretty much overnight for a lot of people. Yeah. Thankfully, we were pretty set up to handle that because we do have times when we when we work from home, but there were a lot of other systems that needed to be refined and things put in place, especially having to do with the phone system, which is why you see me wearing this nice little headphone now, because my phone is my computer, is my cell phone, is all tied together. I'll let our listeners know your headphone is very stylish. Well, you know the kind that go over your head like this and get tangled up in your hair, and every time I took it off, that had to go back. There's like, that's not going to happen. So yes, I have this one that you can barely see if my hair's down, you can't see it at all. Okay, neither can our listeners. <laughs> It's all about the style, Maria. It's all about the style. So tell me, so your guest post, that was about style. It was about style and a, and a tip, I think. I, I was bringing in kind of a styling tip, I think, that time. That was my... That was what you were there to do. They told me I could do whatever I wanted. And as I thought about it, you know, style is kind of my passion and developing a signature style and knowing what things work for you and what things don't. And so I just worked off of what I knew, mm -hmm. what I was familiar with. And that particular post had something to do with what I call the rule of three, which is you can look up on the internet, but it was kind of fun. And I, but, you know, you would look through all the over 50 members and try to find things that fit within that. And there was just so many great examples of people who were kind of applying the rule mm -hmm. without even realizing it. And that's what was fun to call attention to because it's something that just makes sense to people. And it was good that you showed examples of where it is being applied across mm -hmm. the Sober 50 community. Well, tell us about, so style is one of your passions. So can you explain how that came about? Well, I think I've always loved clothes and looking at clothes, looking in magazines at clothes. When I was young, you know, we used to get Vogue magazine. I looked at it, looked different styles, people I admired in movies, TV. I love doing those quizzes, you know, what's your style? And you answer the questions and then it tells you, oh, you're chic and edgy and that's my lane, some street style. I love to look at that. I have a Pinterest board. I save things on that that I call my signature style. And then I go back and look at that. And then I keep a, I keep a Trello. I think that might've been in that post. I'm a big fan of Trello for organizing every single sewing thing that I have. So that's kind of fun. I keep track of all of those 
everything, fabric, patterns, tips, everything. Wow. I've only just discovered Trello and... Oh, my gosh. I think I'm going to fall into the Trello rabbit hole. (laughs) You might. I had a gal in when I was working at Sew Expo this last summer came up to me. I must have mentioned Trello, but I use it while I'm working in the booth, you know, when they're selling fabric. And I use it because I have estimated fabric amounts. I've got all the patterns on there. I can say, oh, you like that? Here's, you know, and then I've got some measurement type things. So I can pull that up and scroll around and show them. And she said, oh my gosh, you know, people who love discipline and organization and those type of things, which is me, yes. I'm a little, a little crazy. Discipline is my freedom is where I like to live. If I'm not disciplined and organized, I get a little off kilter. But she saw it and she just finished organizing. It took her, I think she said it took her 21 days during this COVID thing. She took out every piece of fabric Mm -hmm. and she has a stash that you can't believe. I think she had a thousand pieces of fabric, she said. She logged everyone, all the, I mean, yeah, it's a fun program. You can go down a big hole, but once it's done, it's a really great tool. And then you've got that sense of calm about having everything organized. Yes, that is how my life feels best. That's good. Yep. Sorry, I just went off on a tangent there. I pulled everything out of my sewing room and I have to start organizing things. So I'm not going to do a, a Marie Kondo, I think it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're not going to KonMari your, no. your whole thing? I've done, I have konmari my entire house. Actually, two weekends ago, I tried on every clothing item I had. I sorted. I had a pile that was just huge bags and bags of stuff I got rid of and sewed you know fixed up and thought I kept on asking is this sparking joy nope out (laughs) it's hard to do when you sew your own things because you have a connection with them you know but sometimes like oh well I did read her book it fit right in with the way that my brain thinks so oh that's great then you've done the right thing I hope so When we were messaging each other, you mentioned about Model Guild. You know, it's been quite a number of years. I had people, I don't know, I'd be in a dressing room or something when I used to buy some clothes, which has been a long time ago. Um, Nordstrom, you know, try on something. Oh, you know, you should be a model. I would say, okay, well, whatever. But a number of people said that. I actually did some of that when I was probably in early in college. Somebody mentioned it. We have a, a really nice modeling agency here and it's called Seattle Models Guild. So I went there for a open call and I was sitting in a room with a bunch of 15 and 16 year old girls and their mothers. And it was like, what am I doing? <laughs> it was kind of embarrassing. But actually at the end of the day, a lot of them all went home and they said, Yeah, they have a a classic, that's what the word I was looking for, a classic category, and I'm classic category, and it's mostly commercial work, you know, for companies where I might dress up like I'm a doctor in a doctor's coat or those kind of things, but there's been a lot of different, it's been fun. I, I only do it occasionally when they have a job for me, but it's give me some extra money to buy a couple of sewing machines and some other fun things like that. Oh, that's so. great. So what sort of sewing machines do you usually invest in? I had my Elna that I bought when I was about 19 years old in 1974. Mm-hmm. I bought and I had that for 40 years and I loved it. It was a great machine, but I finally decided I would 
get something new. So I bought a Faf. And then I also bought a serger. I have a baby lock serger. And then this year, with some of that money that I got, I bought a baby lock a cover, stitch? cover stitch machine. Oh. Yes. Yes, that was a splurge. I don't sew a ton on knits, but I do have some grandchildren and five of them. Good on you. <laughs> yes, I have five grandchildren. I've been using it a lot on all sorts of things. I love that cover stitch machine. It's so interesting to experiment on cover stitch, even the plain serging stitches that you can use on different things that, that you wouldn't think of, even oh. evening wear. Oh, yeah. well, and so what I did with that machine, I, I purchased it at the Sew Expo. I immediately went for surgery that next week, oh. so I couldn't really do anything. I just sat and watched all the videos about how to use it and went through all of that. And so when I was able to, I just plugged it in and made myself that sweatshirt that's uh, the page hoodie that's just in more of my recent posts. Mm -hmm. And oh, I came out so great. I used it as decorative top stitching yeah. for the most part, not how they're really intended to use. So the backside is showing on the front all over my hoodie. It was great. It, it looked designer high end. I just love it. And it's really interesting that when I first got my cover stitch machine, I kept noticing that they were using the under part of the stitching mm -hmm. on men's active wear. So, you know, you've done the right thing. Well, I'd never even sewn on one before. I asked all my friends while that I was talking to there because I kind of got the idea while, while I was at Sew Expo and I when I talk to them, they're like, oh, you've got to have one. You've got to have one. So I had never really seen how they worked or tried one. But I've been around sewing machines for a lot of years, yes. sold sewing machines, did things like that. But they didn't have cover stitch machines back then in the olden days. <laughs> <laughs> when we first started sewing. Exactly. <laughs> so when did you first start sewing? I started sewing when I was eight years old in uh, 1963. And it was because a girl that lived kitty corner from my house happened to mention to me that she was learning to sew. And I went home and I said to my mother, Barbara McKinney's mother is teaching her how to sew. I need to know how to sew. Yeah. And my mother sewed. So my mother took me to the fabric store, bought me a pattern. I'm pretty sure it was this Butterick pattern with these little bell sleeves, pretty princess pretty no not even princess but just straight style with two darts and bought me a piece of fabric brought me home we we laid the cutting you know the wood the cardboard cutting yeah. thing on her bed put the fabric on it she showed me how to lay out the pattern i think she showed me how to thread the machine and that was it i was on my way and i was hooked from then on I, I i mean through high school i used to come home from school make myself something new to wear for the next day well I just was crazy about it. And I wondered, I've questioned to myself whether I really, really, really was eight years old, but my son and daughter-in-law have been foster parents and they had a, a family of three children living with them and they brought over two of them. One was eight and one was six, two girls for me to work with on some sewing. And so one of them had that same look in her eye. I saw yeah, it. She yeah. got it. She sewed straight. She knew what to do. She was confident. And the look in her eye, right then and there, I said to myself, you know what? You were young and you loved it. And this this is true. This is real. You have not exaggerated this. So, no, that's how young I was. And you're passing it on. You've actually passed it on to someone else who is just going to always treasure that experience and that skill in her life. I hope so. 
but I thought maybe they'll remember and one day, you know, pick that up more and be something that they really love. It was a really great experience. Mm. I do like sharing the things that I've learned over the years. I, When you asked me about a sewing journey, I thought, oh, well, what do I have to say? But I have, you know, worked in sewing businesses for all my life. And except for once I had to get a, I call it a real job because sewing jobs somehow, (laughs) sewing jobs were different, but yeah, I have worked in the industry for a long time. Yeah. I suppose what you've realized, and I think what a lot of people understand is that sewing is a passion that you can get involved in and be part of the industry but there are other jobs that you can do that will pay you more that's right and really it comes down to paying the bills in the house that's that's exactly right but you can still have that love for sewing that's right yeah my husband got really sick which is why i ended up getting a job which happened to be in commercial mortgage banking, but I continued to sew. And, you know, prior to that, I mean, sewing was absolutely my passion. I was making clothes, but then I got involved in and had a business for quite a few years of doing custom interiors. So like high-end street of dreams type big homes where people would come tour through, you know, decorators would say, make this, make that. And I would do that. So it was my passion, but When my husband got really sick and I changed jobs, then all the sewing I was doing was really more for myself. I had tried to make clothes for people for a while. I just soon discovered that was a no-go. As far as pay went, that was definitely a no-go. But that's when he was so sick for many, many years. That's when sewing was still my passion, but it became my therapy as well. And I know that that seems to be, I've heard some kind of a controversy But for me, and I have been to therapy, there's something about it that can take me out of whatever's going on, anything that's too painful, Mm. and take my brain to another place. And, you know, you have to focus on what you're working on. And it's seen me through a lot of dark times, happy times, all sorts of times. So I, I love to pass that love on to other people and share just share with people, you know, common interests. And that's been the greatest thing about Instagram. I had no idea, you know, when I found Instagram that there were people who sewed like I did who were on there. I was like, what? What is this? It is amazing when you first start looking on Instagram when you first join. But I know that from talking to a lot of people for the Sober 50 podcast, they've had the same experience. It's just open their eyes to and others who sew, but also they've been able to build friendships. I know I have international friends now. It's And I have to always remember, you know, what time is it where they are and what time is it where I am? And I mean, I've made some friendships that have turned into in real life friendships that have been fantastic. And just a lot of people who I, you know, I'll say, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Sharing ideas. It's a great way of meeting wonderful people I have found. I think a few weeks ago, I spoke to Jacinta, as in Pink Mimosa by Jacinta. Yep. Pink Mimosa. Yes, yes. I met her. Sorry, she raves about you. Oh, you know, I met Jacinta, I think, two or three years ago at an ASG fashion show at So Expo. She had her adorable, short, fluffy, flouncy skirt in a gorgeous print. And I just took one look at her and went, oh my gosh, she is so adorable. And she had this gorgeous head wrap. And I made an instant connection. I think we chatted there and then 
over the years, my follower, because her little dancing and yeah. her outfits, she has a real sense of style and I, and I love it. So yes, we have been friends for a number of years through Instagram. She's quite stylish and also she's so well read. I'm a book person. If I wasn't sewing, I'm all about reading. I usually, and, and I can able to combine the two with sewing because I do also on top of reading books, I do audible books. So I just hit a bucket list that I've had. I don't have a very many bucket lists. I had one and it was to read the top 125 classics of all times. And I'm very proud to say that last year, I think it was over a year ago, I finished that list. Wow, congratulations. It was a great achievement for me. I never even liked reading when I was younger, and it's taken me places where I will never get to go, and I probably have finished about two, three books a week. Because if I commute, I'm listening to books, and then sometimes I'm reading them. And So yes, I know Jacinta, she's shared some things about her background, so then I found out that she loved to read so much, so I know she's a voracious reader. She is, yeah. Yeah, shout out. Shout out to Jacinta. And people will have to know if they see that picture on the front that my real signature style is more black and ivory, uh, not not a brightly colored long dress. <laughs> that was a fluke. It was a fluke. <laughs> that dress that, that I put onto your blog post uh -huh. for the, the podcast, that's the dress that you recently made because you felt like a lot of people yeah. about sewing, that it kind of was on hold yes. while we've been dealing with everything to do with this pandemic. Yeah. yeah. I think there's things going on in your mind that are so overwhelming that you don't even know what to do. And on top of adding a lot of work responsibilities, but I know other people who don't even have outside jobs and they've been feeling the same way. So yes. what has appealed to me is cutting things. I don't, is there something to that? I've been cutting, <laughs> cutting patterns and normally, ooh, you know, but so I have a stack of things all cut out, but somehow sitting down and creating was just, I just didn't have the energy for it. the mental energy or, or just, I mean, just felt tired, exhausted from everything. And so yeah, that pattern that just came out, you know, just seemed like total fun. And I had that piece of fabric that's been sitting there. And it seemed like something I would actually cut and make. And I had a, some time last weekend. So I made two things and that, that just seemed cheerful. So yes, it did help to pull me out a little bit. It is interesting, though, there's a lot of people talking about the same thing. I know. We had Susan Young on the Sew 50 podcast and she, you know, she was going through the same thing and she started doing batch sewing. So she was doing the cutting. So right. we've got a podcast where she talked about right. that. I, I listened to that. Yeah. Maybe that was in the back of my mind when I started cutting. I don't know. I just, I'd cut with a full intention of starting the project. And then I just, you know, I've just felt like crying a lot, to be honest. I, mm. I just sat sad. And so... That was definitely not a sad dress. No, not at all. Not my typical look, but if I put something, if I go out in it somewhere and put a jacket on over it or a coat, you know, because I'm all about the coats, that's my thing. Yeah. I will tone it down just a little bit. <laughs> it's gorgeous and... Oh, I love it. I do love it. it I do love it's it. It's gotten you out of your funk for the moment because, you know, things yes. keep changing and it's a gorgeous dress and you're right. You can style it any way you like. And that's your thing, your yeah. style. 
That is. I like to shop in my own closet. And now that I've organized it again better, I put an outfit together. Then I go to my other closet that just houses all of my coats. And then I decide what coat is going to go with the outfit. So I'm really more of a separates person mm -hmm. because of all the coats that I love to make. And, and I work in an office, so coats are... I wear them probably most of the day because usually there's air conditioning on, which I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, I'm glad you're a coat fan. I love coats. Love coats and jackets. I I love coats. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I would way rather sew coats than like a t-shirt. Sometimes those are fun, something quick. And you've got your cover stitch machine now to do the fancy top stitching. That's right. I have a Mandy boat tee cut out. And I figured if once I changed the thread color on that thing, I could whip that between my serger and my cover stitch machine. I think I could whip that up in no time at all. Oh, I think you can. I think I can. Yeah. After all this experience that you've got. I'm actually preparing because I haven't done this for a long, long time. I'm going to be, it's in the works of teaching a class on coats, jackets, actually a jacket class at my friend's style maker fabrics. Just built that, just has transform this fantastic hideaway maker's hideaway it's too bad you live where you live because it's so fantastic i love it but then COVID happened and all a lot of the classes and things they've had planned have had to be put on hold you know people can't get together so once that opens up my first class will be coming and i'm super excited about that they're all going to be so lucky to have you teaching them about <laughs> coats because that's your thing it is my thing and i've got i've got some fun little tips yeah, I just love talking sewing with people. So I, being with a group of other like-minded people will be will be awesome. They'll all have a great time and they'll learn so much from you. I hope so. Make sure you come back to Sober 50 Thursday next week for part two of today's chat with Karen Dolan or Interstitches. Sew Organised Style podcast was produced by me, Maria Theharis, with permission of Karen, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to Sew Organised Style Podcast, spelt with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and Libsyn, our podcast distributor. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our podcast Instagram account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.